he hasn't produced. Work and wait. Come kick it in the break room. And here we go. <laughs> We're locked and loaded and ready to go. And Rex coming out of the free I wish you would have been recording for that. Because that would have been such a good way, especially after last episode when you didn't count me in, right? Um, <laughs> Rex, how are you, buddy? Good. Got to keep trying to find more ways I can throw shade at you. What's up, I, Sam? I'm uh, not a whole lot. Uh, a little bum that season ended, but uh, it's all right. Touched 70 today in Indy, so it was a nice little way to uh, get the juices flowing. A little oh, yeah. pep in the step today. It was 71 here. We had a game. We lost, but uh, it was it was good. It was good. Good to good to be outside. Good to oh, enjoy it. So Are you just a mush in real life too. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. Not just gambling. <laughs> that was our first loss. We were two and two and one in our scrimmages. We play again tomorrow if this rain holds off, but we'll see. Uh, so, huh. gentlemen. We are at the Sweet 16. Sam, how was it being at a live sporting event? Let's let's start with that. It was fun. I mean, it was something I never experienced before, like before COVID or anything. So I I think I'm all on board for the take that the tournament just needs to be in Indy every single year. Because there's not another place where you could walk – like, I could have walked to three of the venues in 15 minutes. That and, is pretty cool. I'll give you then, that. And, and even if it's, like, raining, you don't have to go outside because everything in Indy is connected by Skywalk. Wait, like, what's the th- – wait, what's the third? You had uh, Lucas Oil, the Bankers Fieldhouse. Oh, uh, Farmers is a little ways, but it's not – it's not too bad. It's, like, maybe five minutes – five-minute drive. So, maybe not a 15-minute walk, but – Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But I mean, they're also like, you, it was it was fun. I mean, it was, but going back to the game, I mean, seeing Cam Thomas go off like that in the first half, electric. Haven't seen an LSU basketball player ever do that before in my lifetime. So, getting to see it in person was cool. And then the refs decided to ruin a great game that was going on, and well, it was apparent in the stadium because. I was sitting around a bunch of Michigan fans and a few LSU fans. We were all, all going in on the refs. Like, we were telling each other's fans that, like, hey, that was a bad call on your team. Like, we were all in it together. The refs fucking sucked. It's the, I guess, the public narrative right now, but can we stop calling charges in college basketball if a kid just blows on the other kid or if he just falls over? So many you can see are leaning, and yes, it's the hardest call to make in basketball. You hear it a million times, but it's really not that hard when a guy jump stops and the other guy just flies backwards for no reason. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cam Thomas one that effectively ended the game, like the defender's sliding halfway across, he's going side to side, he's not set. And you get a little like you reward a flop. And if you're going to keep doing this, like you're going to have to bump up the fouls to six eventually in college basketball because the refs are now getting into it where they get a little extra juice because they get to do like the hardcore, like going the other way. Don't rob, don't rob that from any refs. That is our refs live for that. It's not about refs live for that call. Work your fucking nine to five and stop. Oh my God. I. 
I wish look, refs had to be held accountable. Like you're, they okay. need press conferences. They need to be held accountable. It's such bullshit. I'm tired of it. And the fact that we have nine to five regular average Joes just deciding these multi-million dollar games where there are millions of dollars on the line. What are we doing? Like we got to get some like if if we're ever going to pay players, you got to get some good refs in there too, like professionally. I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there 100%. And I'm with you on on refs should be held accountable more. I'm I'm 100% with your take. I'm just not saying I'm just saying you cannot rob my guy of getting his 10 seconds on TV of giving an emphatic going the other way offensive foul call. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to ask umpires to apologize for punching kids out and trying to embarrass families and I'm not going to I'm not going to uh chalk up a, a a basketball ref for calling an emphatic charge. I'm not going to do it. But it's gotten to the point to where they're doing it multiple times a game. If it's warranted, go ahead, ham it up, be that guy. But whenever you're doing it, just so you can get the extra That's 30 fair. seconds every That's time, fair. it's ridiculous. And I just want to be clear. I'm not blaming a loss on the refs. They yeah, just – no, no, no. Like, sounds no, no, like no. you are. No, Michigan was a better team. I'll admit it. Michigan was the better team. LSU gave them their best punch, and Michigan just absorbed it even without their best player. It was – there's nothing LSU could really do. But it was just that bad that both fans were – or both sides were noticing how bad they were in the game. Because, like, That's there fair. was a flow. There was up and – up and back uh, to the game in the first half. And then in the second half, it was just like Michigan was in the, or LSU was in the bonus in the, at the 1430 mark in the second half. And they didn't get another, they didn't get to take a free throw until the six minute mark. Wow. Not playing aggressive. Well, I mean, they tried to, but every time they drive the, drive the paint, they're either not getting a foul call or they're calling a charge. I don't know. I watch a game. Oh, they I did too. <laughs> no, they, they decided – I mean, they didn't play well in the second half. I, I watched the game and I said out loud, I want Michigan – or I want LSU to win so Sam can be happy, but, boy, it would be great for content if they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that upset because when you lose to a better team, like there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. Like had, had they lost on like a buzzer beater or something, that would have been – Destroy, that would have destroyed me like physically <laughs> and mentally. Like you definitely would have got surrender cobra, Sam, if that happened. But I mean, whenever you just get outplayed, you get outplayed. There's not a whole yeah. lot you can do. It sucks in basketball and baseball because you don't know when your season's gonna end. It's not like football where there's a definitive end date. And it just sucks. Like yesterday I was a little down in the dumps, but oh well, it's fine. We lost. You move on. How is Lucas Oil with the two courts? I obviously they didn't have two courts going for the sweet or for the round of thirty-two, but how did it feel? Like was it clunky to get around in there? No, so I they did it to where I'm pretty sure it's only going to be the two courts for either. I don't know if it's going to be a lead eight also, but definitely final four. I think it'll be very smooth where you don't have to, where you're not going to have to like wait so long in between games. Because mm-hmm. I, they have it split right down the middle. They're going to send everybody out the way they came in, which is in like one team or like one side is going to come in from the south side. One side's going to or the other game is going to come in from the north side. Yeah, and it'll probably just empty out the stadium, and then bam, all those fans can come in. And you're gonna you're not going to have like the 
45 minutes in between games like he normally would. It looked good. I mean, Lucas Oil is an awesome place to watch a game. I need to get back for a football game with some uh, op- with the roof open and everything. But it was a great atmosphere. I bet. I bet. How good did it feel just be at a sporting event? It felt awesome. Beers were flowing. Uh, I was getting a little rowdy with some Michigan fans at the start of the game because they were all like analyzing Cam Thomas's stats and like, oh, he's he's only a thirty four percent three point shooter and he's gonna level out. And I'm like, D- like, do you see what he's doing? Like, there's no better. Like, you can't guard him any better. He's just a walking bucket. Like, there's no nothing else you can do. But just a it was walking fun. bucket. It just just going back and forth between fans. It was felt good. Felt normal again. Walking uh, fuck until he went to halftime. Woo! He scored thirty. What are you talking about? What about the second half? What do you have? Want nineteen in the first half? Yeah, eleven. And they stopped giving him the ball. I mean, for That's the Will Wade coaching. disciple. Yeah, I was if the Will Wade disciple you are, sounds like you're throwing the refs and the coaches under the bus. I'm not throwing the coaches under the bus. I mean, if whenever Javante Smart is also going for thirty, like pick one of your guards that you want to score, that one of them's going to score, it's fine. I mean, I love Will Wade. I want him back. I want him there forever. Build the statue. So right. both both of those guys had 30, and you guys only put up 66 or 70? Doesn't sound like the rest of the team showed up then. Sounds like you need a no, supporting cast. Yeah, I mean, it's been very evident all year. It's LSU's big four, and then whenever two of the four don't show up. I was like, sounds hard, like a big so. two to me. Oh, yeah, I mean – you're guaranteed to get like typically it was you're guaranteed to get three and then on in the biggest game of the year you get two of the four so not great and i mean what what else can you do yeah fair point all right staying on shitty refs uh red wings predators had a interesting game an early penalty uh then as the i believe it was the red wings broadcast goes to commercials Picks up referee, I believe his name's Tim Peel, um, on a hot mic saying he wants. See if I can get the audio, I'll put it in right here if I can get it. There wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early. In- so he says, I wanted to get a pen. It was the name, it was the Predators broadcast, but he, he, he said, I wanted to get a, a penalty early on Nashville after on a goaltender interference on a play in front of the net. The hot mic killing him and gets him fired within 24 hours. The NHL has made Tim Peel the scapegoat to quote a problem that will continue to plague the league. According to many, many different sources in terms of, or speak referring to bad officiating. Um, how do, what, what was the initial reaction to this? Anybody? Oh, I hated it. Because I hate when a ref comes in with a vendetta against the team, against the player, <clears throat> just to make it more competitive, make it whatever you need to do. When that, I mean, that's before the game. He had that idea. He just didn't come, start skating, and be like, "I'm going to do this against them." Why well, come in with that pointed um, out like area to influence a game like that when you're just a ref? You're not. I hate when I notice refs at games, regardless of the sport. Yep, I, I agree with you there, Sam. Initial thoughts. Um, I mean, it just goes back to the accountability thing. Like, mic up every ref. Why? I love that idea. Why? Like, especially, I'm not even a hockey fan or in, until April, whenever the playoffs start. 
So uh, I couldn't tell you how often this would probably happen, but like NFL, give me a mic mic'd up conversation between the review official and New York or the lead official in New York. Give me all the audio I can get so I can understand at least the thought process. Like whatever you're trying to review, like what a catch is. Yeah, let me know. Let me know what uh, Gene's. But anyway, well, Gene Saratori's in the booth now. Who, give me a ref, Hockey Jerome Boger. Now, uh, Hockey Sun's in there, but give, give me what Jerome Boger in his goofy ass voice is trying to. The receiver had the ball, and then he got one foot down. I, I hate Jerome Boger's voice, but I love Jerome Boger's voice. <laughs> but regardless, I, that idea of miking up every ref is genius to me sam i love that take out of you you're on your game tonight in the takes he's but... just stealing it from australian soccer because they do that yeah i i look like the guy that watches a ton of australian soccer yeah sam why don't you tell me your favorite australian soccer team uh whatever one brad wing played for or no that was rugby so that a boy you're on you're you are on your game tonight my friend <laughs> uh but yeah so so i'm actually gonna go in, the, in, a, in a separate direction here I hate that he got caught by a hot mic. I think he shouldn't have said it. And I would be very interested to see who he said it to. But Detroit is the fourth highest team in the NHL in penalty minutes with 248. If this guy was trying to set the tone early and say, we're going to call this thing tight tonight, you better watch your ass. I don't hate that. But he didn't say that. No, he didn't. He said, I wanted to get a, pe- a penalty on Nashville early. And then you never know what he said past that hot mic. It doesn't matter what he said. There are people, Tommy, this goes, is, is all coming back to the accountability thing. There are millions of dollars being bet on these games. Absolutely. And you can't be doing shit like this. It's unbelievable. Why? Why can't I call a ticky-tack penalty to make sure that they don't go in and play with, with, with just absolute? Because you're coming in with some kind of bias or predetermined plan when of just think letting these, the game play out. If you think these refs don't come in with a scouting report on these teams, you're out of your mind, Sam. I understand that, but you can't come in with the bias part where you're going, I want to get a penalty on these guys early. I want to get – I want to. I'm going to call it strict early. So that way – the teams are going to realize that we're going to call this thing close tonight. I better watch my ass. Then because of that, you get a clean game throughout the the rest of the two and a half periods. This refs refs trying to set, um, send a message or like set the tone early. Shut the fuck up. You're not the game. You're not in the game. You're not, you shouldn't be a part. You should not even be noticed. You're like an offensive line. If no one notices you, you're doing your job. Great. So shut the fuck up, do your job, and stop coming in with all this like ticky tack nonsense. Just let them play. So I'm actually gonna walk the. I'm I, now that I'm seeing. I was about to say this happened at blank, but it happened midway through the second period. So the game had already been established. So this guy. Eh, all right, I, I'm, I'm fully. I, I I tried to have that take. I tried to to not take the ref side, but as best I could understand it. This happened literally at the halfway point of the game. That's some horseshit. Yeah, I'm glad you realized you're wrong. And it's more on the broadcasting company. Like, what the Absolutely. hell are you doing that you're broadcasting that hot mic? That dude is doesn't have a job. You can figure out probably what position he had by going and searching the 
sound open engineer careers. probably. The open career is at whatever company it's at. Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, it's sound engineer, or it actually could have been the producer. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that's tough. That is a tough look. Does he send um, a hitman out for him? If you're the ref, if you're Peel, do you go get that guy back? I mean, that's the thing. You don't necessarily know, and you could probably play play dummy on it if it was you. I, yeah, I don't know who it was. It was this guy's responsibility and that guy's, and you're running in circles. We got to find the scapegoat at whatever Nashville's broadcasting company is and set them up in a ring, the ref first, the scapegoat, the scapegoat off. Oh, I actually like that idea. I actually really like that idea. <laughs> I'm taking the ref. The dude probably has oh, like absolutely. Who is the? I got I, I got to Google image this ref and see. It doesn't it's matter with ref. how much with how much ref the hockey ref jaw. Oh, this guy able to separate and yeah, I'm always taking the ref. He's probably like a minus two fifty favorite, if not more, in this battle. This guy hockey, actually looks like he might have played in the played in the league. Dude, hockey refs are a different breed. Yeah, they're not not a doubt about that. <laughs> hockey refs are awesome. Hockey can hockey like would would make him himself look good, but he's definitely the gi- the guy that uh just just lifted for for a show at the gym and to like show off the guns on national TV. But the hockey refs are all about it. Ed Hockey wishes he was a basketball ref so he could call twenty second timeouts and show off the show off the guns all the time. Try to. I mean, you probably can't even touch his shoulders with those things. Ed Hockey would be the type to be like first down and like really emphasize the like the stretch back to Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Do we have anything else on this ref? He's an asshole. He's an asshole. All refs are. All right. So uh, are we gonna go sweet 16 or college football from here? Let's talk some hoops. Talking hoops. We have made the sweet 16. Uh do we do we want to go through these matchups one by one? How do we want to go, boys? Let, uh, I just say we start with by saying if you're going to bet a game, even though you see Gonzaga laying a shit ton of points, I made it a personal uh, like goal of mine this year. I've made it. I will never fade Gonzaga this season. I'm just not getting involved. This is like the biggest first hat or the biggest spread in at least ten years. So that's just kind of where for Sweet Sixteen, yeah, for the Sweet Sixteen, I just wouldn't want to touch Creighton with a ten foot pole because they've probably had the easiest path of any team to make it to the Sweet Sixteen so far. Shots at OU. No, Creighton. Creighton fucking played a uh, UC Santa Barbara in Ohio. Yeah, OU. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the Bobs. Sorry, Bobs. Speaking of OU, I was very disappointed Joe Burrow decided to go to the OU game instead of LSU game. But Oh, I I was <laughs> why how dumb I am. <laughs> I was about to say, why would he go to the LSU game? And then oh uh, boy, I don't my know. brain. My brain, man. I'll I'll let it slide. He he gave us uh, enough in, in one lifetime for one lifetime. So I got straight um, I got straight mashed potato brains right now. I can't what? I've, I've ever since like the I got like the cert like all of a sudden courage to fade Gonzaga in the conference championship or whatever. I can't do it again because that was just too scary. Like I I had them first half 
and my or full game on uh, Monday night. And that little uh, flagrant two, I think, right at the end of the game to push it over to cover the spread. Unbelievable cover. Like, I, I don't think – there's no way you can fake Gonzaga at this point, especially with the road that they have up until the Final Four. Maybe if you want to get cute then do it, but I don't know. Yeah, that was an unreal cover play, and that was just a <laughs> stupid-ass move. The dude, what, are you down 14? Like, just let him throw up the dunk. Like, it was just unreal. I just remember <laughs> sitting there laughing, just being like, man, if any, if I owe you there, I'd be fucking – because they OU played like almost a perfect game against Gonzaga, but it's just that no one can hang it with them because Gonzaga's like, if we want to play defense, you're gonna score 50. If you want to try to run with us, we'll put up a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just get us to the Baylor. It's frustrating. The Baylor Gonzaga championship. Just get it. Just get I us mean, there. Yeah. Let's all yeah. let's all enjoy the night. I mean, up until that, like this is the worst part about all the upsets happening in the um, so, first so two this rounds. is the highest this is the highest combined seed number we've ever had in a tournament in its current format, and we have three one seeds still in there. That's nutty to me. So let's just go this. Let's reset the deck like this. Which of the sweet sweet sixteen games will be the best basketball game? Not the best to bet on, not the best to over-under, the best basketball game. Michigan-Florida State, Michigan, State seems like it would be the best on – one of the best on paper because you're going to get, like, a lot of program-type guys. But I also think it's just going to be a – it's going to be like a Big Ten noon game for football. It's just yep. going to be an awful, visually unappealing basketball game. Just a slop fest, in my opinion. Yeah. Arkansas Oral Roberts, I, I can't quit Oral Roberts. I'm betting them. I'm, I think they have the ability to shoot and keep with Arkansas. Wow. Rematch game. They've already played once this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Arkansas won by 13, right? Yeah, they ended the game on like a 20-something run because they were down by double digits at one point to Oral Bob. Oh, Blowjob Bob, baby. Uh what do we like about Loyola, Oregon State? Is that going to be an entertaining game, you think? No. No? No. You think Loyola is just going to roll? I don't care. But like, I'm going to watch it because I'm probably going to bet on it. But nothing about that game is like, oh, this is going to be a great basketball game. I have to keep my eyeballs on this TV for this. That's fair. This is check the score on ESPN, Action Network, whatever you want. Check the score on that. Make sure you're covering or not covering. And – like have it on the TV because you you're about to be out of college basketball games for a year. So I'm actually a low key hype for this one because I want to see what Loyola would do as like the higher seed in this scenario, because you can get up for Georgia tech, the ACC champ. You can get up for your next game against the Illini. Are they going to get up for Oregon state, the PAC 12 champs? It's just like a different version of getting up. We're going to see, can they, I mean, this, team is unreal right now and the eight was an abomination to them seeing what they did so far but i'm low-key hyped to see kurtwig just or crutwig just go off i'm low-key hyped for whenever they lose i'm done done with them they're gonna have to they're gonna have to at some point i can't wait can't it feels like this is the game 
because now all eyes, everyone's attention's back on them. Sister Jean's going to get all the face time again. So this just seems like the perfect spot where everyone's about to hop on and they're going to break everyone's heart. This feels like a trap game. You mentioned the the Big Ten noon kick. This feels like I'm not going to call Loyola Chicago Ohio State. Feels like but Purdue like, at this night. Feels, yeah, exactly. It feels like <laughs> Purdue at night. It feels like when you catch Penn State late in the year and like Maryland late in the year, and it's a game that you realistically should should go in and dominate. And they're going to. All respect to Oregon State, but. I think Loyola's a, a much more talented team. I don't know. This I, is, I, I, God, this this is, this is tra- part, big trap game vibes. This is the worst part about this. Whenever all these upsets happen, like, yeah, it's fun in the moment, but these games are not, like, visually appealing by any means. No. Not like, I would much, I would have much rather watch Arkansas and Ohio State play. So you're telling me Syracuse-Houston's not going to get up for you where we're going to see probably a – 60 to 55 game where Houston's going to shoot over the zone and uh, Syracuse is just not going to be able to score if anything. Another, if, another team, play defense. if another team can't figure out the fucking zone, I don't know what I'm going to do. I like, I have to get into college basketball coaching somehow because there's, you, you've been in the, you've been in the game at long enough at some point, figure out a two, three zone. It's not that hard. I mean, you're not gonna There's find an argument for me. There. It's it's like whenever uh like Bo Pelini this year, whenever they played the air raid. Like there's tape out there on how to beat the air raid, but Bo Pelini did the exact opposite of what every team that's beaten the air raid has done. There's tape out there, watch it. Why are we not doing that? Like are are you just that arrogant? And I I guess it's just like a, a coaching thing where you think you're gonna be the first one to figure it out this way. And you're just an idiot, and you're not doing it the way that like it's been done before. I don't know. I got nothing. Anything else on any of these games, boys? Uh, I guess cover. the last best game that we didn't talk about was Oregon USC. One of the Pac-12 teams will definitely advance because they play each other, and this one is just going to be you got Mobley coming onto the scene. You got Duarte in the Pac-12. I just think this is going to be a high-scoring, just beat-each-other-up game. So I think this one's going to sneak under the radar the most a little bit, but probably one of the best to watch. Intriguing. How how does Bill Walton somehow get on the call this game? Oh, he's not on the call, dude. He's going to be hanging from the rafters like Sting and just yelling Conference of Champions. Oh, yeah. Doing some uh, Buffalo grunts. Ugh, I'm done with it. I'm done with it, dude. All right. Sam, you came in with a list today. What do you have on this list for me, my friend? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I think Rex put it in the doc, but this is this is whenever nerds uh, commentate or like giving their commentary on college football goes a goes awry. Because Bill Connolly came out with maybe the stupidest fucking list of defend of top ten defenders. Bill Connolly last- getting a lot of run on our show. He's he's my he's number one on my list now. With with this take, you're trying to tell me that there is seven better defenders in the last twenty one years than Tyron Matthew. 
There's two defenders in the last of in this decade that have been Heisman finalists, Ndamukong Sue and Tyron Matthew. And yet David Pollock. Wait, wasn't um or Teo too. Teo's yeah. not even on the list. What are we doing? I get he had the fake girlfriend and everything, but the kid the kid was good at Notre Dame. I don't I was young, so I don't remember Julius Peppers in college. He's number nine. So, so the, let's go through the list. Number one, Nadamakan Sue. Number two, Ed Reed. Three, Terrell Suggs. Four, Khalil Mack. Five, Aaron Donald. Six, David Pollock. Seven, Roy Williams. Eight, Teron Matthew. Nine, Julius Peppers. Ten, Derek Johnson. Um, I agree with you that I think Manti Teo should be on this list, being a Heisman finalist. Um, could you argue? Ah, I guess not. Never mind. I th- I'm going to walk that back. Um, I agree that... I, Matthew should be higher. Watching him do what he did in that season isn't—I have never seen anything like it in college football, and I don't know if I ever will. Like he—he just—he had a touchdown in almost every game or a turnover in every single game. It was unbelievable. Too much LSU talk on this pod for me because you just might have to make it the title at this point. But the David Pollock one is just like a ESPN like grab like, hey, well, I'll help you out by putting you up here, and you kind of forget that he was he was good at football. I, he just wasn't top ten in the past however many years this list is. I mean, it goes. I guess it technically goes into the late nineties because it's all you had to do is play one season in the two thousands, and you can qualify for the top ten defenders of the two thousands. It's I mean, crazy I'm, that Clowney didn't make it just because of the shock value of the hit that still gets played over and over. I mean, I told you that we said this before because the Browns brought in Jadavian Clowney for a workout today. Jadavian Clowney, that's the only recognizable play I have of him. Like, I can't think of any, granted, South Carolina football doesn't get a ton of run up here in Ohio, but that's the only play I can think of from Jadavian Clowney's career. So, I'm fine with him not being on this list at all. Well, that's where I think of the number one overall picks from the drafts is the way that I tried to like think who was left out. That's a very fair take. My gripe was never like Tyron should be number one because Ndamukong Sue is, that's probably the, the one correct one on the list. I'll agree with, um, Terrell Suggs, I, I didn't watch him enough in school to see or like n- nobody watched Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald because of who they fucking played for. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Pittsburgh fan or a Buffalo fan. Um I watched my fair share of action and I was all in on Khalil Mack. Well, yeah, I mean he was a good player, but top the number four defender in the last twenty one years? Are we he, serious? Dude, he was Different at Buffalo. Granted, because easy, he didn't play anybody. That is that was gonna be the next sentence out of my mouth. That's a fair yeah, I was about take. to say get all those tackles on Tuesday night. Yeah. Hey, they count the same in the stat sheet, and apparently in Bill Connolly's eyes, apparently. Yeah, that's all he does because he clearly does not watch a single fucking down of football. All he does is read his fucking spreadsheets. Dude, Sam is heated. I I hate Bill Connolly now. He this is this has moved him up to number one on my list. He's a nerd, just reading box scores and stat sheets, and not watching any actual football. So, is your list like uh, 
Billy Madison style list where you're crossing it off with the lipstick and putting lipstick on? Or are you just like a list on <laughs> no, the fridge type of guy? No lip, no lipstick, but it's definitely like you can you can easily be removed. <laughs> you said on the or are you a type of on the fridge type of guy? I do have a little dry erase marker or dry erase board on the fridge that I just like, all right, Bill Connolly erased up to number one. <laughs> Who else is on the list, Sam? I'd have to go reference it, but uh, the, whoever uh, the refs were for the other night's game, I haven't looked up the names yet to to go uh, like get all the LSU fans to ruin their business like Kentucky fans would do. But uh, I'm crying. That shit is so funny. I'm dead. I'm dead. All right. Who we Anything trolling? Else? I'll say, who else we got? And, and we're moving on. Troll tolls. Uh, Sam, I, I think I can guess your troll. No, you can't. Are you? Or can I? Mm-hmm. No, I you say, can't. Lay it on me then. My patrol toll is actually Coach O. Oh, that was such a shocker. Here I am thinking it was going to be something LSU related. Well, okay. Any, it could have been anybody because if you're if your head coach of your team admits to not interviewing people. That's a bad before, look. And they'd had as bad of a season as they had last year. And then he's like, and then he has the wherewithal to be like, oh, I'm never doing that again. No shit, Sherlock. You shouldn't be in a, you shouldn't be the head coach of LSU or any Division One program if you're not even going to interview the people that you're bringing on the staff. Feeling himself after the natty, interviewing <laughs> the chicks on Tinder. Like he was getting his oh, interview and just was the, that, the different people. That was the only interview he was doing was chicks. Like, like, like mid uh mid 20s late early 30s like getting in that zone like he just had a line and he was not at all interested and he's like oh i know Bo Pelini. let's bring him in oh i know uh shannon or lenahan scott lenahan let's bring him in like and then to go on in the press conference to be like the guy that we hired for our defensive coordinator he wasn't our first choice he was like our fifth choice but we got him here like, yeah that's why the- <laughs> Why are you throwing shade at your staff, bro? And did did you hear anybody ask? Because I sure as shit didn't ask. It's unbelievable. I mean, the dude is transparent, but some you got to take like the I didn't even interview coaches to the grave. You got yeah. you can't you cannot yep. be blurring that out, even on a even if there's a hot mic around, let alone a press conference. I would say even if there's no mics around, I'm not whispering that. No. Rex, who are you trolling? All right. I had a back and forth with this one because I was on Cinnamon Toast Crunch shrimp guy side, but I flipped on big corporation Rex now on Team Cinnamon Toast Crunch because this dude 100% is making it up for clout. And the way that I put it together and realized was he's married to Topanga from Boys Meets World, and he has the check mark. After you have those two things, he he somehow just for some reason got shrimp tails, baked the cinnamon sugar on it because I asked my girlfriend. It's not too difficult to do. So she said I could probably do it. So if I can do it, I think he's faking it, going for the clout. And yeah, it's a great saga, but I think it's fake. I don't know why he's got to, why he's got to, I mean, he's got to have a pretty good life just being married to Topanga. Like, 
and they well, have then, a new reality sorry. show too. So I'm not sure what more clout they can oh, get. Okay, then yes. Oh, no, the I no, don't no, even... no, 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 no. No, the show came out like six months ago. I don't care. Like the Kardashians have been out for years, and it's, they've it's just they're still Topanga, making though. shit it's, up. It's just Topanga. He's not involved in the show. Uh, oh yeah, he, he has some no, nice connection though. He has one hundred percent involved in the show. Yeah, and he's supposedly connected to the hip hop game somehow as well. Yeah, this was just a full. He's on showing up in the show now. Wow, I did not expect Rex to be Big Corp Rex. <laughs> I wasn't. I was on this dude's side because it was great to get through work when there's legitimately no sports on yesterday, other than the NBA and NHL nights so that got me through the day. But yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's a fraud. That's amazing. I did not expect that. I did not expect that. Wow. Um, my troll toll. Wow, I'm shook at that, dude. My troll toll is, man, life's good. I don't have anybody to troll tonight. All right? Should I troll Tan Smack? Jim Rome. I'm a big Jim Rome. Rome stands. So I don't want to troll Jim Rome, but Jim Rome rolls out this picture of definitely Jim Rome lookalike and says, I can, "I can see where y'all think this is me, but I don't have this Legends game. No one does." Hashtag t- hashtag Tan Smack. Hashtag Jim Rome. Jim Rome is sunburning. Which boy, Jim, your your hashtag game's absolutely in fuego. Second of all. This is definitely you, and you just wanted to flex a little bit. 100% him. This is the ultimate go-look-it-up moment. Audio medium, sorry about it. (laughs) But at Jim Rome, I'm calling you out. This is you. Sick bike, sick pulls, sick mustache. That's all I got. (laughs) And the sunglasses were pretty sick from everyone around, too. All three of the the sunglasses are the, the sunglass game's got some heat in this picture. Yeah, that's all oh. I got. That, that's a, that's I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that troll. And maybe you know what? Maybe it's a troll on me for never. I will never achieve that level of cool. No, you won't. We don't have to. We're not going to try to hype you up. I know that's what you're looking <laughs> yeah. for. That did tr- turn into a troll of me really quick. I love it. <laughs> All right. Another episode in the books. It wouldn't be an episode of this show unless I got some residual shots at the end. Until next time, we are out.